Welcome to Life with Zan. I'm your host and friend, Zan Farrow. This podcast was designed to celebrate how each of us breathe life into our own little corners of the world. Whether through work or play, it is my hope to honor the process and encourage others to do the same. Welcome to Life with Zan. Hello, and welcome to another week of Life with Zan. Today's podcast episode was inspired by my friend Kayleen Seuss of Celebrate Cultivate. She has coached me over the last few months in returning to my business and coming back to the podcast and in brainstorming some new ideas for my company. So shout out to Kayleen for this podcast episode idea. Makes me a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to go ahead and dive in. I have to say my first confession is that this topic makes me pretty uncomfortable. Not that I'm uncomfortable talking about it so much as I'm uncomfortable thinking about it because I know if I think about it, I'm going to see some things I don't like. I'm ready, I think, in preparation for this episode. I did a little internal work. Meaning I really just looked back at my life and said, okay, winter times, I kind of just did things because other people wanted me to do them or because it was easier or because I just wanted them to accept me. Yeah, it's, it's a real thing, right? Like we all totally do that. And I think now the whole point of me doing this is the hope that I can recognize some patterns in looking backward and find the space to hopefully cut back on that. Whether you consider yourself a people pleaser or not, I think we all do some level of people pleasing in our lives. Now, I couldn't help but think about mostly childhood and school and all of the like approval you want from your parents and you want to do well and impress them in school and your peers you want to fit in and have friends and your teachers you want to make them proud of you and you want to feel like you're accomplishing something that's like a huge chunk of where I think so many of us start the people-pleasing process now That's not to say it might not stem from even before then when we're just at home with our families or maybe we are born with it or is it a learned behavior? I have no clue. I do know that in some cultures or family dynamics, people pleasing is pretty common and just because we grow up in a home where that's something that maybe everyone's doing a lot of, that doesn't mean we have to keep doing that for the rest of our lives. And my hope is to recognize the ways that I've kind of held myself back by people pleasing and can shift it and change it so that no longer happens. Don't get me wrong, I know this is gonna be a process, but we're in this together And this leads me to my second confession. Confession number two. 
I have definitely allowed people-pleasing to stop me from pursuing things that I enjoy and things that make me happy. I know I'm not alone here. I know some of you out there have either pursued a career that your family thought you should pursue, joined a club that your friends thought you should join, something. Something along those lines because we trust the people in our lives and we love them and we want them to see us succeed. Like we want them to be a part of our story and somehow along the way we end up choosing some things just because they told us to. For me personally, I look back on school age years and especially high school, I don't know that person. That is another lifetime ago and I like thinking about high school in general just makes me cringe because I was pretty unhappy. Like I enjoyed school and the activities around school, but a lot of like the social interaction around that was not so fun and I definitely found myself hanging out with some people I didn't really like all that much and I feel bad saying that but also like when you're in that place you're like doing anything to survive whether it's middle school high school a job you don't like like you find people that are gonna help you make that time a whole lot easier and in turn, I recognized that I probably ended up compromising myself a lot because I made the choice to be around people I didn't really like and people whose decisions I didn't really agree with or didn't really align with me and where I saw my life going. And, you know, people are mean. There are people that like bully and kind of manipulate their friends and I just saw a lot of that and I kind of stuck around because I thought I had to in order to be a part of a friend group and it was not fun. I'm not going to look back and say I have any regrets because you know your girl got by but I'm not proud of it and I would advise a younger person if I was speaking to 16, 17 year old Zan, I would tell her, do you follow your passion, stay in your lane? But of course, like it's always easier. Hindsight's 2020. Oh no, 2020 triggered. Will we forever be triggered by that number? Ugh, I need we need to make it go away. This leads me into that like high school stereotype of mean girls and that movie came out like when I was in high school so it all felt very real to me and unfortunately a lot of it was and just it makes me sad to think about the people pleasing we do as young teens or that we is like kind of portrayed in the media just to have friends or be successful in school and I think that really does form a lot of our brains into thinking that's what belonging feels like. As an adult I recognize how that experience of high school played a role in lots of my relationships throughout college and into my career 
And those social interactions, while painful to look back on, uh, did allow me to grow a lot. And I, from that point and being in those different relationships where you find yourself kind of compromising your character, you get to a point where you're kind of fed up and find your own voice. Confession number three is that full-fledged adults, we still spend a lot of time people-pleasing. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just a fact. And what's cool about being an adult is we really get the opportunity to sit with ourselves and say, is this something I want to do? Is this something I want to stop doing? And what am I going to do about it? We have the opportunity in this place, whether it's in work, our family dynamics, our friendships, any circle you find yourself in, you are able to show up as your authentic self and be a part of a group as yourself. And if you find yourself hanging out with individuals who share similar values and want similar things and you don't have to hide a part of yourself, then you're probably in a really awesome place and like, kudos to you. I can't relate because I have found myself kind of bending time and time again for others, not because it someone told me to, but mainly because like I told myself that that was something I was supposed to do. I have believed in many occasions that in order to belong, I had to change a part of myself. So this is where things kind of get tricky because other people aren't necessarily asking this of me or you or whomever. This is just something we decided. It's like programmed into us. Somehow the people pleasing that we were doing at different points in our lives and it may still be happening now turn into us just doing it automatically because that's how we recognize like survival and belonging to a group and I'm trying to take a step back in different areas of my life and be like okay so who's deciding these things for me because in reality it's me I'm deciding this is a place where things get kind of uncomfortable again because suddenly it's you looking at yourself in a mirror and you're like, oh shoot, like that's the person who's been people pleasing and who gave them permission to stop me from doing the things that I enjoy, I love and living a life that's authentic to me. So now we got to do a little bit of, um, observing our behaviors and catching ourselves when we're repeating this pattern. If you don't feel like reading the book club book that month, guess what? You don't have to do it. You do not have to read the book to have those friends and you don't have to read that book to belong and you don't have to read that book to be a good reader. That was just a little example. Sorry for attacking book clubs there, but point being we get to set our own boundaries and in all areas of life, this takes a lot of practice and trial and error, 
but I think this is like the perfect place and time to do it where we've got a little bit more space, even just a little bit more time to observe, recognize, and shift. One thing I found to be really helpful when looking internally and trying to shift my own behavior is knowing a little bit more about my personality type. So we know ourselves, but sometimes it's nice to like take a little quiz, a little test or something that tells us how we work, how we connect with others, how we create, etc. So one thing I'm a huge fan of is Enneagram. And for those of you that may not be familiar, it is essentially a personality test and a tool that really helps you recognize your strengths, weaknesses, the things that light you up, the things that bring you down, all the above. This particular program is identified by numbers, the numbers one through nine, and you are given like a main number that is your like strongest personality trait, if you will. And then you are given a wing, which is like your second strongest. So myself, I am a two wing three, a two stands for the helper and my wing three stands for the achiever and your two numbers combined have a title of their own so a person who is a two wing three is known as the host the host essentially it's quite literal as in you enjoy hosting people in your own home but it also means you like to host people everywhere if i'm at a friend's house if i'm at a restaurant If I'm at a park, I feel happiest and I feel most like myself if I am making sure everyone around me is happy and comfortable. Now, I'm sure you can see how this personality trait especially could lead to some people pleasing because the second someone's around me and the second someone's in my space, in my home, in my environment in general, I want to make sure they're having a good time and are happy. Without this knowledge of some of my personality traits and my strengths and or perceived weaknesses around people pleasing, I might not be doing such a great job at working on it and maybe wouldn't even have the confidence to speak about it on the podcast. But having this knowledge does arm me with information and gives me the opportunity to maybe make a shift or change in a place I might want. Now, I think there's a little bit of gray area when it comes to people-pleasing. And I feel like I understand it better because as a two-wing three, I am also engaged to a fellow two-wing three. And it's easier to recognize personality traits you have in another than you can see it in yourself. So I recognize that not just two wing threes do this, but you know, we see the patterns we're repeating on our own. What I've noticed is that we oftentimes mask people pleasing as, oh, I'm doing this for someone because it makes me happy. It makes me feel worthy. So I'm being lit up. And yeah, it does feel amazing to like support a friend or show up for somebody and be present or just do things someone else wants to do to bring them joy. But 
there's like some, there's a little weird tipping point in there where it's like, okay, this is fun. I'm enjoying it. It makes me happy. I'm looking forward to this. But at some point in time, sometimes it tips in the direction of, oh, this is like not fun. And I'm kind of dreading it. And I'm doing this because I know this person's going to give me crap if I don't show up and I feel obligated and this isn't fun. Maybe play into that a little bit. If you're experiencing what you think might be people-pleasing, try and catch yourself, say, oh, what what does this feel like? Does this feel fun? Am I having a good time? And if not, how can I shift? The complicated thing about relationships is while many of us have seen ourselves people-pleasing, we've also been on the other side of trying to get others to do the things we want to do, to buy into our ideas, to take our side on a problem, a situation. We've all been on both sides. I know that each of us can recognize when we have or in the future do fall on either side of this and can observe our behavior and shift and change in order to make those in our lives feel more comfortable and safe because nobody wants to be around someone that forces them to do something and nobody wants to be around someone who just follows the crowd. You may find yourself needing to set a lot of boundaries in order to make shifts and For me, in 2018, when I started my business, this was my number one challenge when launching my own company. It wasn't figuring out design packages. It wasn't the website. It wasn't all of those logistics. The hardest part for me has been setting and maintaining boundaries with others and not simply doing things to make them happy but making sure that there is an even exchange on both sides. This isn't relevant to clients. It is more about the people, friends and family in your life who they care about you and want to offer up their opinions, ideas, and want you to go along with the things they think is best. And if you know what you're wanting to do, you got to put your foot down and say, hey, you know what? This is it. This is what I'm doing and I'm sticking to it. And I'd appreciate it if you respected this boundary. Now, it's easier said than done, but this is the first step to like being free. I recognize where you're at and I want you to know there is freedom on the other side of the boundaries that you're setting. You get to have the freedom to choose for yourself and you will be so grateful that you did. I don't think you're going to regret setting that boundary that makes you feel safe and happy. I don't think you're going to regret setting that boundary that makes you feel seen and proud of a family, a life, a career, your side projects, things you love. You're not going to be mad at yourself for prioritizing those things over making others happy. Now that we have these three big confessions from me to you, I feel like I've dropped a lot of information, a lot of ideas, maybe some you thought of, maybe some that are new and you're like, whoa, what am I going to do with that? I think this is the perfect time to remember that our experiences provide us data. 
So maybe we had a bad experience with people pleasing and we ended up compromising ourselves. From that, we have the data to know, oh, I'm not going to do that again. I recognize the signs of that person and the way they treated me or acted and I'm not going to repeat that behavior. Or looking back, we see patterns of, oh, I did this time and time again with the same family member showing up for them, not getting the same thing in return. That doesn't really align with me anymore. I'm going to change things a bit or talk to them, take a step back, whatever feels best for me so I don't feel like I'm being compromised. This also reminds us of places in our lives where maybe we made a decision based on what others wanted for us and how it turned out or where we look back and say, you know what, I chose something I wanted to do at that time and this is how it worked out. It could go either way. You could be like, oh, you know, mom and dad wanted me to do this one particular thing and I did the opposite and that was really stupid. Actually, I should have listened to them. Or the opposite. You wish you quit listening to mom and dad a long time ago. Either way, this is feedback. And the most important takeaway is to be gentle with ourselves and not beat ourselves up in the process of recognizing, unlearning, observing, changing, shifting, growing. This is all so normal. And at the end of the day, my only hope is that everyone chooses what feels best for them and what aligns with them in the life that they want. None of us are defined by these experiences we have with people pleasing and while it may be difficult, I think forcing ourselves to get uncomfortable and remembering times we did things for others or not is so valuable and Even if maybe we didn't choose ourselves in the past, we have the opportunity to do that again and make a change not only for ourselves, but for the people in our lives. Thank you guys again for tuning in for another week of Life with Zan. I really enjoyed catching up with you and sharing this topic that has been on my heart. Thank you, Kayleen, for suggesting it. I've already learned so much about myself in this process, and I hope this encourages some of you to maybe look in inward a little bit and see where you've compromised yourselves because each one of you deserves to live your fullest life and not in the shadow of other people's intentions. I love you guys so much. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to another week of Life with Zan. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you know each week when a new episode goes up. You can tune in to the podcast on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, go ahead and rate and review the podcast to give Life with Zan a little boost. See you next week.